0: Why, you fucking moron? Hey everybody, welcome to Screen Scare a movie podcast about scary movies like this one where a little guy goes out of a little guy's chest and there's a bunch of blood anywhere and then he grows big really fast actually my name's Adam Cook Calder <laughs> how are you i'm good how are you how's your october i didn't, I didn't know we had made a branding change that's wild has your couple, uh, yeah, it's scream, sc- should I change a thing in the thumbnail that says scream scare or scream scare or is that too much? I don't know what the difference between scream scare or scream scare no, is, screen, but I think that's kind of. keep screen s- and then do scare or do scream scare. Like, is it too much I to like change I like scream both? scare. You like scream scare both? Yeah, because it's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, how's your how's your October going? It's been three days ish. It's all right, you know. Um, ate some switch swish chalet today. Absolutely fucked my stomach up. Oh, you have a lot of their chalet sauce. I don't like it. It smells like <laughs> really? horrible. I think like something like the chicken was bad or something. Okay. And like <clears throat> on my way home, I was burping. My throat was flapping. While I was on my way home <laughs> It was flapping open and close Open and you ever close a, because of these birds You ever have a flappy throat After a sloppy din? I like to it, it was like I was playing flappy bird <laughs> Remember that That was fun huh Remember how that fun that was Yeah. And then you just got rid of it What the heck's that How are you gonna do that to me No some people actually still have it on the phone So you can buy them on ebay If anybody okay. had that thought I'm disappointed in you. Um, what? But, th- like, if somebody Tobiah. genuinely had the thought of, like, well, you can still get them on a jailbroken phone or something. You like, had that thought. Yeah, but that's because I've heard so many people say that whenever people talk about Flappy Bird not being dude, a thing. How often are you talking about Flappy Dude. <laughs> There's so many things. Dude, that... how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Fuck. There's so many things that you say that you're annoyed by. That I've never encountered in my entire life. Calder, that's because you don't talk to anyone. That is true, but also, like, (laughs) I don't think even if I talked to every single person in the world at any point, I'd come up to be like, oh, I'm fucking pissed off. This guy said I could buy a jailbroken Flappy Bird phone on eBay. Dude, name a country. (sighs) Bulgaria? They're saying it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they have, like, phones over there. I'm not really sure what's going on. Where is... Bulgaria is in Europe. I don't know. Anyway, it's not where Victor this movie Crum is. Crumb <laughs> from Bul- Bulgaria. <clears throat> Who is? Victor Crumb. Okay. She always brings it back to Harry Potter. Is that Harry Potter? What if I don't tell you? I think it's Harry Potter, and I think it's the, one of the guys... I think he dies, and he's kind of basic. He's a basic. In case you... Are not yet privy to uh, the the movie for this episode, but Calder and I watched Alien. Oh, this is scary movies month. That should be. Well, we changed the whole name of the podcast. Yeah, that so. should that should have been. You should have picked up the hint there. Uh, so, what are you stupid? <laughs> what do you got? Two nuts for your brain, a little pistachio head. The funny thing is, a brain is actually similarly shaped to a walnut. Um, but we're doing scary movies this month, uh, and I'm pretty sure every movie on the list is a movie I have not seen. Because uh, you, you haven't seen... We switched your second one. Yeah, I'm not doing Get Out in hopes of perhaps yeah. next year doing a Jordan Peele month, uh, and I replaced it mm, with Signs. But I was thinking of the switching it to something Chama else. Movie. But uh, oh my God. it is in the month now. At some point, you're going to have to pick one because at some point I have to watch well, them. Here, here's so what the decision will be. Can we make a clarification on what this month's theme is? Is it horror okay. movies month or is it scary movies month? Um, it, Well, my second one's not really a horror movie. Okay. So I think it's kind of spooky movie month. Okay then i'm not going to do signs cuz okay, i was it not also scary? thinking cuz that would be two alien movies i pick i and my f- ne- the next one next week is an alien movie also. okay then i'm going to pull signs <laughs> and instead i'm going to do the animated film 9 oh okay now i got to fucking figure out what do i don't play think that it's on, anywhere like, a regular man. tv i don't think it's anywhere you could probably find you it you put those on like like do i need to like get a beta max you player? probably could not find it in a resolution higher than 240p is my guess but i don't think that's true i think <laughs> i looked it up earlier um, i just don't think it's on a streaming surface but um let's see we've done quite a few not on streams. it's a rental and everyone's got the fucking number oh my god george orwell much <laughs> oh <laughs> my god 1984 much see so, yeah, a nine will be a rental or a uh find another way kind of movie but uh interesting i wonder what you could mean by that i don't mean i'm not implying <laughs> anything uh but <clears throat> so we got alien this week the thing nine and then seven whoa i whoa we're doing two where's eight <laughs> Where's eight? Because we know seven, Seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, but maybe (laughs) seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, eight, and became nine. Whoa. All right. Because eight's nowhere Um, to be found, is what I'm saying. Um, So Alien, huh? What about this flick? So this movie was uh, released in 1979. It's a science fiction horror film directed by Ridley Scott (laughs) and written by Dan O'Bannon. Now, Ridley Scott, known for such films as uh, Alien, of course, Blade Runner, Legend, which is something I had not heard of, but the poster looks cool. It's got Tom Cruise. Yeah, I did Tim Curry plays Satan in it. I didn't realize that... uh, Ridley Scott made like a fantasy film. and it's anyway. It looks like it didn't get great reviews and it's not like super well high. We could, we'll do that we'll do that one. We'll do a bonus on that one. We'll throw that in <laughs> shit bag month as uh you've coined. I kinda like it. I don't know what, if it's a shit bag. What month do we do shit bag in? Oh Wonka. I don't remember. You said or oh, sorry, you said shit bag month in regards to when we review Wonka. <laughs> Oh, but we initially ship bag September next year. That's that would be good. We've not done a shit bag month.
1: Oh, because we oh, only we did, did best, two, best and worst. And two worst. Yeah.
0: Okay. But we've never done a full month of garbage. Um, hey. G.I. Jane also directed by Ridley Scott. Gladiator, Hannibal, Blackhawk. Down. Uh, hey, American gangster. Uh, Pickett Smith over here looking like G.I. Jane. Get I my wife's me. name out of your fucking mouth. Is that a good Will Smith? Uh, get, it out of your, get that name out of your fucking mouth, Chris Rock. Adam, I'm not lying to you at all. Yeah. That is a perfect Will Smith. <laughs> Thank you, man. That's. I've never. I hear him talk and I go, like, thinking back now, I go, that's not how will smith sounds but i'm thinking about how he how i think he sounds that's how he sounds thank you if you if you know what i mean can i can i give you one encore line mm. that's one of his most iconic lines from of course, one of his of course, most iconic of course, movies of course of course of course my name is will smith and i am legend wow yeah that's actually good i love that part of the movie because it's like the thing about some movies is like I love when they say the name in the movie yeah but like like when it's like it's like a little secret for the audience it's like a little secret for the audience yeah and like sometimes it doesn't work it feels shoehorned in but when he said I'm Will Smith Mm -hmm. I am legend If really flowed naturally in the movie i I was kind of like um i gotta go to the bathroom i gotta change my pants i shit it out of excitement yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that's the kind of thing that happened dude and then like in this movie when they go like oh he looks like an alien or something they say alien at some point i was kind of like guys that's a little trite come on like yeah when when let's be a little reasonable here they keep saying alien and they're like alien alien and i'm like guys we couldn't have thought of something else like when they were talking about like go into this planet and there being a life form and sigourney weaver goes human and they go no i'm like whoa we're ge- we're getting close to saying it and yeah. I really Are got we gonna me excited. say excited yeah i got really oh, yeah. excited and i think that they put it in pretty well personally um uh ridley scott also responsible for prometheus which is in the same universe as alien right but it's not like it, a yeah, sequel yeah it's like a sequel oh it is a sequel i don't know if it's a it might be a prequel i think it's probably a prequel uh and also alien covenant yeah he also did alien covenant he also did the Martian. uh the mm-hmm. last duel which i've heard is actually pretty good but it, a little good. long a little boring and no one saw i saw it and it's pretty good hey and it's got our boy in it it does have our boy he also in did it gucci yeah and then house of gucci which also has our boy in it napoleon which is in doubt he's yet. coming out this year coming out this year though uh with joaquin phoenix i think unless it got pushed back, i don't remember if it got back. uh pretty like lengthy time between the the first napoleon dynamite and the second one kind of crazy yeah, that they got ridley scott like, for the sequel but the thing about it is like the franchise is so strong like you can do that you know yeah yeah. It's kind of like what he did with Alien where it's like Prometheus comes out like 10 years after mm-hmm. uh Alien 4 and you're like yeah, like it still works. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um and then also Gladiator 2 apparently coming out next year. Yeah, with Paul Mescal and or maybe not Paul Mescal? Uh Barry Paul Mescal, Denzel Peegan? Washington, Joseph Quinn, Pedro Pascal. Um, yeah, big cat. And Hoos- here's the thing about Su- it. sorry. And De- And here's the thing about Oh, I, sorry. sorry. I thought it said And Derek Jeter. It does not say And Derek. Oh my Jeter. god, I hope. Anyway, where is <sighs> it? The thing about that one is like that's not going to play, obviously, because like no one even knows about the first one. It's kind of like what are you doing? <laughs> oh, but Gladiator 2? For- yeah, no one's seen Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's kind of like, um, strange move. (laughs) Yeah, uh, making a sequel to Gladiator would be like making a sequel to, like, Blade Runner. Yeah. It's kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? No one saw that, my guy. (laughs) It's like, I didn't know there was a a concussion epidemic in Hollywood. (laughs) Everyone's got CTE, they're greenlighting these movies. Insane. Yeah, let me just... Let me just release a sequel to my Star Wars The Clone Wars fanfic I wrote. Yeah, people, people definitely generally see that. <laughs> Did you write a Star Wars The Clone Wars fanfic? Yeah, but not like a sex one. It was just like, what if a character I liked it who died just, lived? It was just racist and sexist. <laughs> As all Star Wars uh, fanfictions are. It has to be. No. It has to be. No. That's like one of the pillars of the no. franchises. No. Oh. Uh. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was oh, and he won an Academy Award for this, Ridley Scott for Alien. He did. What was it like best director or I'm like assuming. hottest dude on set? Uh let's see. I'm uh, usually I usually know this stuff, but this Swish LA has ruined me. Uh not this page is not given what's what he, I he received what's your one. Opinion on nope. Swish LA. Can I get your opinion on Swish LA real quick? Sure. Please, please, please. Oh, you just want my general opinion on Swish LA? Yeah, just like... I like Swish LA, honestly. I think that it's kind of like the accessible um, sit-down restaurant where it's like, okay... We kind of want to sit down, have a somewhat nice meal, but we're not looking to pay an arm, perhaps a leg for dinner. Like we, we want to be well fed and it to be a good time, but we don't want to, we're not shelling out, uh, sorry, I'm just spitballing here thousands of dollars to go to the Mandarin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause the thing about the Mandarin is they rip you, mm. you know, they rip you off and that's fine. Um. Just a quick update. And don't get on what me started said on the keg. Anyway, you go. Ridley did not win an Oscar for this movie. Okay, then. But the um, movie did win Best Visual Effects. Okay. So okay, maybe that's what it like, means then. Yeah, I think it means the movie won. Yeah. Um. Do you know the original title of this movie? Did you find that in your research? Nope. Star Beast. <laughs> kind of bad, huh? Yeah, like I feel like I know what they were going for, and there's probably something similar to that that would work. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh, eh, I don't know. Alien is just like so much simpler and better because it's just like, and the fact. Sorry, and I know the sequel kind of gets goes away from this, but the fact that it's just just Alien singular one alien this movie is about alien you know um, but it's not the alien either because there's so many the movies like the thing or the Prometheus sorry I meant the Martian or, yeah you definitely meant that there's, those words are so similar The <laughs> the Blade Runner the House of Gucci that doesn't work <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, Ridley's a pretty great director. Can I? Can I? You've just... been doing it for a long time. Sorry. Fuck. What do you want to say? I, what do you want to say? I was just gonna say something that I should have said off the top, talking about Ridley Scott, and it's that I think that he's like in the pantheon of like great directors of our generation, or of mm-hmm. I guess the previous generation. Yeah, he's he's from like the Spielberg, Scorsese. De Palma George Lucas generation John Carpenter as well Who we'll be talking about next week Um And where they got a lot of chances to kind of like Make relatively Middle low budget movies That were really interesting And they like got a lot of resources As well to make them Oh my god It looks like his eyes are gonna pop out of his head (laughs) Um (laughs) And then, it, it, like, the movies became iconic. So, like, you get Star Wars around this time. He's not paying any attention at all. Sorry, get, Olivia just surprised <laughs> me. You get Jaws. What did you get? She got she me flowers. Whoa, what do they look and like? And snacks. Why? What snacks? Day. Oh, it is National Boyfriend Day we're recording this mm-hmm. on. Oh, I guess I don't get that then. Dude, check this shit out.
1: Wow. Are you going to make this. those... You. Are you going
0: to put those in a stinky vase? Uh, shut up. <laughs> Tell that he's story a, for a second. He's such a ruthless young man. I go over to his house. We we plan to record some podcasts. He gets this new table. Throws me right the fuck off, obviously, because furniture needs to be where it is when I see it last. If it's not there when I see it last, I'm not going to remember that it was there, obviously. Obviously. So I'm sitting on the couch and, you know, spreading out, <laughs> spreading my legs, taking up the whole couch like a good boy does. i just like to and add one fact arm. that we have a an L-shaped sectional and Calder's head goes from one corner of the top to the other corner of the bottom. Oh, body shame me. I move my <laughs> arm and I knock over this bouquet of flowers and I go, number one, Adam's never had those. Now, I think they were flowers from my wedding. Something. Uh, I don't know. They, they were, flowers were flowers from s- From something. But I knocked them over and I go, hey, sorry, man. Oh, it smells like shit. Because it did. It was moldy. <laughs> it was disgusting. I I would like and to he, point he out that the me, reason you whacked it wasn't because you were just stretching out, didn't see it. You were making a goofy movement for a joke and whacked it. Because I'm a very goofy guy, and you should know this <laughs> by now. Sh- I'm not shaming that. I like that. Um, okay, so, we got to get into. Or did you have let a me point finish in the what I was saying? Absolutely. Sorry. So he comes out in this generation with all these guys who are making these interesting movies. That are now franchises that are getting the life sucked out of them. And with Alien specifically, Ridley doesn't want that. So we'll talk about the Alien franchise for like five minutes and then we can get into the movie. Okay? Yeah. Because I have some things I don't think you know about the Alien franchise. Okay. Aliens, the second one. Yeah. Directed by James Cameron. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Alien 3, directed by David Fincher. Didn't know that either. Wow. Now aliens is considered at times better than the first one. Mm. It does change the genre, the genre a fair amount though, because it's more of an action movie. It's a lot closer to like something like a uh, commando or something where it's people going on a hunt to kill the alien w- rather than like a thriller contained in a spaceship. Yeah. I saw the quick synopsis for the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, just on like on Disney Plus, I just read the little thing that's like one sentence, and it was like Ridley wakes up, and, and it's just like on a planet, like being hunted by aliens. Or no, that's the third one. In the second one, she goes back, and then she gets sent back out with a crew to go back to the planet and capture oh. an alien because uh she didn't do it the first time, obviously the caption made it or like the description made it sound like because the this film ends with her going in like cryo sleep yeah after be, finally being okay yeah and the description of aliens made it see, sound like it started with her waking up from her cryo sleep and then like crash landing on. A planet where there's more aliens. Maybe it was just a bad description. This is not a good uh, <laughs> me getting getting confused about the description of the second aliens. We can movie. do it in another episode. So sure. you know, maybe we'll link back to that. Yeah, I like can it. Can we link? Can we hyperlink this? Maybe if we do a sequels that hel- uh like stu- stood stood. With the originals, as far as like quality goes, I there's so, some easier way to say that that I'm missing, but sequel. Okay, well, anyway, then they make a fourth Alien, yeah, and it gets pretty bad reviews. Now, Alien Three also got fairly mixed reviews. Okay. Um, and that's why there's a big gap, and then Ridley comes back because he does feel like the sense of ownership over the franchise. Mm-hmm. Which in some ways helped it, in some ways hindered it. It's kind of like George Lucas with Star Wars where he comes back and then the movies aren't like quite what you want. Like he's got his ideas that he's trying to get out of the franchise. So like Prometheus is about like, it's a lot more philosophical. It's kind of about like the creation of all the stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then Covenant is also like a little heady. It's a little less heady, but like it's still not exactly what you want but i i kind of like it okay um and i think they're gonna do a new alien thing soon again but like you also then get like alien versus predator and all those things and like this movie and this franchise kind of lives in that sphere of like 70s low budget movies that they were just kind of making to see what would pop so like alien predator um halloween would also be in there like those horror things are like just movies that they were making figured out which ones popped star wars obviously which a lot of star wars influence in this movie at least as far as like design it feels yeah because i think um in general a lot of The sci-fi that we see today is very informed by this period Mm -hmm. where it's like, and it's done much worse now, I think, because they don't actually make the stuff like the sort of design of sci-fi now, um, because there's a lot less detail. And that's one of the things I noted about this movie is like, there's so many tiny details and stuff that they have because they're making this stuff. Right. When you make something on a computer, even if you like, number one, you can't really put that much detail into it. And that's why I always hate computer car crashes and stuff. Because (laughs) like when cars crash into each other, a bunch of shit flies everywhere. But when computer cars crash into each other, they crumple. Yeah. And then they like, it doesn't really work. It's kind of the same with set design where it's like Marvel background sets are very unspecific. Yeah. And there's no like even like looking at the new Star Trek shows compared to the old Star Trek shows. I don't know how much of their sets are like full like CG or real or whatever. Yeah, like I don't want to accuse yeah. them of like having a a CG bridge and not having it cuz maybe it's a real set, I don't know. But like I look yeah. at those sh- that show and I'm like this just does not like it looks like I'm just looking at a person and then there's a bunch of shit around them. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, you look back when they had, like, very real and, like, tangible and, like, ve- it's real sets and it, <laughs> it sounds stupid to say, but it makes it feel more real. Like, when Han Solo is, like, flipping a bunch of switches and hitting shit and then rumbling mm-hmm. around, like, that's way more convincing than, like i don't know the rock driving a car on a green screen yeah or like all that shit where it's just like they're obviously not actually driving or doing much of anything yeah in real life and also you don't drive like this it's um, like actually great example is star trek they have all those computer <clears throat> panels and they have 500 buttons on them that have no labels and they're all the same color yeah <laughs> but i still Which is, it's one of the things i loved about this movie yeah i still believe that like each of those buttons does something i shouldn't uh-huh. believe that because they're all the exact same button and but, like, none of the buttons do anything yeah that's the <laughs> truth but like i believe it because it feels real because they can actually like i don't know it looks like oh i don't know anyway i was gonna say even in shots where sh- shit's in the background i'm looking at it and being mm-hmm. like Oh that is a thing that is used for something. Yeah and and this movie Alien is also really great for that. Yeah. There are, it feels like blockbusters don't really do a lot of set design anymore, which is not me trying to like denigrate the people who are that's their jobs. But like I just don't think they're allowed to do as much as they used to, which makes yeah. a lot of the environments feel very hollow and like unreal because they're you're getting these people who don't want to travel to make a movie so you have to shoot it all in like atlanta or something yeah it's like let's cut Um, the costs of like the set designs and like practical stuff so that we can get some big name actors in this and it's like all right well it's cool to see timothy chalamet but if the only other real thing in the shot is his hat I'm not gonna believe it. I, I shouldn't have. <laughs> not even to wearing long. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just as at. And that's um, how he demanded the movie be shot. Actually, yeah, he's a freak. That kid's a freak. Um, I also I, another thing is there's so much stuff in this movie that's just not explained, yeah. which is nice because I it love feels it. like a lot of movies have to explain everything and like every room. Yeah, and like say like this button does this or whatever there was only one like and this is exposition for the audience moment in the movie yeah but i also liked it and it's when the i don't know all the characters names but when like the monotone guy is like talking about like i made these cattle prods or whatever and he's like Mm -hmm. and these flamethrowers uh and this like uh motion tracker uh one of the characters is like How's that work? Can you give me a demo? And then one of them is like, "Yeah, sure," and picks it up and shows how it works, and then puts it down. But it's like that works because I'm like, I believe that they would want to know how it works, and like, yeah, that also helps me to be like, I know what that thing they're holding does, rather than just like, oh, that's their that's their space tech thing, you know, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of movies would would do, but which I think is just also that this movie is just very good mm-hmm. like this is just a, an incredible movie yeah it's so <laughs> um, good it's it, yeah. it kind of what you're talking about when I rewatched the Star Wars movies somewhat recently is something that I really was like that is part of what makes this so good is it just doing things and having things that are is just like understood in the world mm-hmm. of the movie and I don't understand but I don't really need to because it doesn't It's not something that's, like, additive to the movie for me to know. It's additive Mm. to be there, but it's not additive to be explained. And there's so much of that in Star Wars, and there's so much of it here. Um, And I love it. And then what about this? They can fly? They can fly. They (laughs) They can can fly now? They fly now. (laughs) Dude, there's a great (laughs) interview with um, uh, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega, Where they're, it's probably like an autocomplete interview or something, but Mm -hmm. the question is kind of like about who your favorite stormtrooper is or something. I don't entirely know. But Oscar Isaac just immediately goes, They fly now, in like (laughs) a mocking voice. And then John Boyega just goes, That line literally makes no sense because they had jetpacks they could fly previously since literally the Republic era. And he's, and I just love that because it's like two of the main people in it being like, yeah, this is this is bad, <laughs> which anyway. I feel like they were like kind of after The Last Jedi. I don't know, like during the press tour, if they were super down on Star Wars, but after The Last Jedi, a lot of the stars. Seemed really I to be honestly think that everyone at Lucasfilm was told to kind of like not explicitly say so but to kind of disavow the last jedi i think some people like genuinely felt negatively about it but Mm. lucasfilm has kind of taken a stance pretty hard of like oopsies i mean look at the rise of skywalker that entire movie is being like remember the last movie that didn't mean the whole movie's like a fucking psycho internet movie reviewer trying to fix in quotes whatever happened with the last jedi yeah wow and that's it that's the movie uh so (laughs) alien what'd you think about it comment below let me know and as always if you liked what you see who is that another big thing about this movie is that it's just like it pulls on a lot of things for inspiration but also was very inspirational to a lot of things so like the thing that we're gonna watch next next week there's a lot of alien in the thing um but they're different in some ways which you know may make me like one more than the other but we won't spoil that here (laughs) um um, (laughs) but there's also i think last week i kind of talked about the movie leviathan that i watched yeah with hillary with the guy from home alone yeah and the guy from Home Alone. You know the guy from Home Alone, right? The one that's not Joe Pesci. Uh, yeah, dude, I Miami's remembered his bandit. name today. But I <laughs> forgot it again now. Um, that movie is very much Alien Underwater. Like, there are even miners oh, yeah. who are, like, transporting materials and shit. Um, there's also a Roger Corman. Like, Roger Corman ripped off a lot of people. Who He was, like, a famous B-movie maker who would just, like take whatever premise was popular and make his version of it mm-hmm. so obviously he ripped off alien and then there's also like still now the first movie that my now wife and i saw Whoa. together was life with ryan reynolds can i be honest jake gyllenhaal i saw a clip What's of that movie after never thinking about it ever since it like initially came out and uh uh-huh. Uh, other than one interview that I see sometimes with them talking about how nice it was to wear big, full-body suit socks on set or something. But, like, I saw a clip from the movie because I didn't really know much about it other than it was Ryan Goss, or sorry Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal in space. Mm-hmm. And I watched the, the clip and I was like, this seems, like, really interesting and I kind of want to see it. It's, like, pretty good, but it's also just kind of alien. Oh, okay. Like... <laughs> Which is, if okay. if you like Alien, then that works. Well, then I'm glad I watched Alien first, because I would hate to watch Life and be like, this is amazing, and then watch Alien and be like, it's basically Life. Yeah. Which I feel like kind of happens a lot when I yeah. go back and watch older movies. Um, I've watched, like, Casablanca, and I was like, these guys are fucking, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. But also, that came out, like, in the 40s or whatever yeah um so they did know what they were doing then it's just i mean it's like lebron where lebron would cook bill walton and probably not bill walton bill Bill russell (laughs) i guess anyway actually he probably would cook bill walton he had bad ankles or something bad knees um yeah but you're assuming both of them are in their prime dude yeah drinking prime too (laughs) (laughs) whoa um what was i even gonna say oh yeah i think this happens a lot and i've even done it especially in watching movies for this pod which is like going back to movies and being like ah that plot line or that thing or that aspect or whatever it is is kind of cliche like i've seen it a million times but then Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i've been kind of having it with a lot of these movies that we watch where i'm like oh no this like set that as a cliche this is the origin of the cliche yeah Yeah. and i i feel like like you're saying a lot of people will go back to older movies and be like meh kind of cliche kind of boring i've seen it before and it's like yeah but that was i get it but that was kind of a start it's like watching citizen citizen king you're kind of like this is basically zootopia not quite oh um (laughs) you're like um i'd rather watch there will be blood (laughs) at least he's a good actor Fuck you, Orson Welles. I guess, fucking um, shots fired at him. Um. In Ridley Scott also made an interesting commercial that I found while I was doing some research. Okay. For this, um, which is kind of why I like mentioned. I don't know if it's going to actually be in the podcast, but I was like, ah, oh, it's not like 1984 or whatever. He made. The commercial for the first Macintosh computer. Oh, yeah. I did see something about that. And it's a 1984, like, not theme. Like, it's literally based on 1984. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, I've like, one of the most it. iconic trailers in the world. I don't know. This guy's just, like, s- uh, fucking crazy. And also, his brother was a great director as well. Um, Tony Scott, he did, like, the first Top Gun. Oh, damn. And he did Unstoppable. Um, he died kind of young though so he hasn't been making movies unless he's possessed someone maybe that's in poor taste but (laughs) i was like yeah of course he's not making movies and then you (laughs) brought up zombies i think no like possession let's i say we move from this (laughs) from this specific point um i don't know it's just like watching this movie you're kind of like oh they just don't make them like this anymore Dude, literally, the damn they don't make them like that's a Kanye lyric. We shouldn't do you have more like research stuff you want to say, or can we like kind of jump into plot stuff? I just want to say one last thing the only guy that makes movies that make me feel the way Ridley Scott makes movies is like maybe Denny Villeneuve, yeah. Well, in terms of how he. Blade can, like do such incredible scale and like make worlds so believable mm-hmm. and also takes on these hard to do things like not a lot of big directors these days really make sci-fi yeah like Spielberg hasn't really made sci-fi recently Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't make sci-fi um what's his name Quentin Tarantino doesn't make sci-fi like these guys don't really make sci-fi movies speaking of which though uh, a movie that I have yet to see but I'm planning on seeing probably this weekend if I'm able is uh, The Creator uh, which is written and directed I believe written but I know directed but I think written and directed by Gareth Edwards who did Rogue One and it's like an original like IP it's just like and I'm really excited for it I've seen like mixed things but like generally positive but I'm really excited for it because I'm just like man I just want to. St- I want new original like science fiction stories dude mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok that was a leaked trail. it was like a phone video of a, the, a trailer for this new Star Wars show The Acolyte that's coming out in like a year or two that's all about like Early, early Sith stuff, like back when the Sith were starting or whatever. And I'm like, so excited for that because it's not really tied to anything we've seen because it's so long ago in the timeline. And -hmm. it's like about stuff that we haven't really learned much about. And all of the comments were like, dude, they better have Palpatine in this, they better have Duff Plagueis in this. If we don't see Yoda, uh, in this show, it's literally going to be a bust. And it was like everyone being like, yep, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, what do... Do, do people really want that? I want original <laughs> stuff, my Dude, guy. Star Wars freaks are a different breed. Yeah, man. They want they only really want things that they recognize. That's why I feel the need to like make clarifications when I say I'm a Star Wars fan. It's because I'm like, these guys, man they they are a different breed there was another small sci-fi movie and then we can move on mm-hmm. that came out recently called no one will save you with Caitlin deaver of booksmart oh okay fame um she, i don't know you can check that out if you want sure i've heard good things about it um do you want to talk about the movie now yeah let's get into it 40 minutes in i think we're less than 40 minutes in but um Let me check because we record actually, this is wrong because we talked like yeah we for talked for two minutes long, before recording. So, okay. um so Meryl Streep was actually considered for Ripley um but her husband died tough v- enough very close to them casting so they didn't even call her they were like I feel like oh, now's really? not a good time yeah I don't think she'd be a very good casting for that though i f- I feel like it would be interesting. I feel like if Meryl Streep does this movie, her career goes a completely different way. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just there's something about her that's so kind of like sweet. Yeah, I guess. Maybe not this early in her career, but now she's like very sweet. Well, that's the thing. I think at this point in her career, she could have done it. Like it was like feasible. Um, or plausible, I guess, would be the better word. But, like, I think now that we've seen her career go the way that it has, it's like, eh, not really her kind of role. But, like, at the time, it absolutely could have been. That being said, Sigourney Weaver, uh, quite good in this film. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with female characters, because I like Ripley. That's your Star Wars, boys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Alien was composed <laughs> by Jerry Goldsmith, who did a bunch of Star Trek movies and uh, Rambo movies prior. So, that's pretty cool. Rambo. The, mu- the music was quite good. Uh, now that let's was actually- good. Rambo. My voice? That was that? <laughs> that good. Yeah. That was good. i right. never heard something like that before, have you? Let's get into the film itself here. So, uh, Okay, sir. We start off, uh, and it's like a slow panning shot of just like space And a bunch of white lines are showing up at the top of the screen. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, are they spelling out the word alien? But then I'm like, no. These lines are too small. And they're too far apart. It is definitely not spelling out alien. It's probably just some weird... Like... Interface on some, like, tech thing. And then they did spell alien. And I was like, oh, they just have the letters (laughs) really small and really far apart. Um, Anyway... So then, some. T- you know, I once heard that a way to tell if a movie's good is if the credits are interesting, because that means that they're probably going to make interesting choices. Because they the actually the care. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And the all. credits are interesting in this movie. Yeah. Now they don't really do credits anymore. But. No. They usually do tight. Yeah. They do title screens now. Um, yeah like it's a YouTube video um hi my name's YouTube like I don't even know what that is (laughs) um so it starts off with that and then as they pan we eventually come to a absolutely massive ship going through space I was thinking this the whole time it's huge because they disconnect a little piece of the ship uh and then go off and land on the planet. And then they land on the planet. And it's like a 10 15 minute sequence of them landing on the planet. Because it's like just stressing how huge this ship is, which was about maybe one one hundredth of the big ship at the beginning. And it's because they're carrying 20 million tons of mineral ore. Dude, I love that. You think there's... You said there was a 10 or 15 minute sequence of them landing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think there was only... It was probably like five minutes. But like it was... It was... It felt like long and weighty. Yeah. And like they... They'll like be inside the ship and like all you're hearing is kind of like some gears and shit like clanging around. But like it's generally quiet. And then they do an outside shot and it's like wind going nuts. Like... (laughs) And then and it's well, like the the part that freaked me out about it was when they get out of the ship and they're in their suits and you're like oh these people are like one one hundredth of the size of yeah. the small ship yeah <laughs> which is like insane it's like they've got seven people now granted there's a lot of cargo but seven people running what are those big ships in star wars called the uh, imperial uh, like star destroyers Sure. Yeah, that's a Star, I don't Destroyer. Know if it's Star Destroyer. Yeah, that's a Star Destroyer? Yeah. And then what I. What are they called? Is that. That's what they were called in the original? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a, a Star Destroyer. Oh, okay. I don't. And then that was a only a Super when they, Star Destroyer is uh, an even bigger one. Um, What's the uh, one where it's got the Death Star ray on it? On all of them? All of them are Death Stars. <laughs> oh, that's just. That's J.J. Uh, J. J. Abrams' mystery box. That's what that is. Um, oh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, it's just like they capture scale so well so early. And it's like, man, <clears throat> this is insane. Um, I don't know what it being early has to do with jack shit. But, um, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> no, like it's, it, it establishes, establishes world so well. Yeah,
0: it brings you in because it's like, this thing is massive moving through space, but, like... Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's only being manned by, like, seven people is, oh. like... Okay, clearly, there's... This is technology is, like, reliable and has been established for a while if they're bringing mm-hmm. 20 million tons of mineral ore. um, But also... And it also, like, <laughs> it makes it feel... It gives it a little bit of dread to the whole thing, because you're like, this thing's, like unmanageable like no one can deal with this yeah well yeah that's the thing when they just leave all of it like just in orbit so that they can Mm -hmm. go land i was like i wasn't even worried like well you're losing uh, there's so much ore that you're just leaving unattended it's just like dude that thing's massive (laughs) man yeah they figure this out and the thing's old too like it looks like an old ship which is one of the great things about how this was made, and so, it's like they, yeah. the the sound design they use such like low, like, um, what's the word? Like it's hums? like it's like yeah hums I guess, but it's like it's like if you recorded your fan and then mm-hmm. just like pitched it down because it's like very yeah. anyway it's just the sound design's awesome it, the practical oh, effects are great. Hey, my name's Adam. <laughs> I'm a sound boy. But like after the intro. Uh, credits, it, sa- it puts text up that says, commercial towing vehicle, the uh, Nostramos, has a crew of seven and is returning to Earth with 20 million tons of mineral ore. It says it kind of... I'm paraphrasing it, mm-hmm. but, like, it gives you a little rundown, which I appreciate because otherwise I would have been like, what's this fucking giant ship? <laughs> but, like, knowing that, like, they were clearly sent on a mission to go get this ore, and it's a long trip because they go into cry... Caria- Cryo sleeper. They wake up from cryo sleep, mm-hmm. I guess, um, but th- they've been woken up early, too early. They're supposed like to be passengers going- with Chris Pratt. Yeah, great film. Yeah, yeah. I do feel yeah. like that one's been aging well in public opinion ever since people being like, yeah. "What if you just flipped who was the main character?" Um, anyway, um, there you go. There you go. The but uh, they're film. woken up early because there's an. A- like a an artificial intelligence that runs the that's kind of like running things I guess it's almost like a like a Google kind of thing where it's like they can ask it questions but it's like based mm-hmm. on a database anyway it's basically a supercomputer um, that they call mother and uh, yeah, mother wakes them up early to be like oh there's a distress call on this planet Um They go to the planet, have this big, cool landing sequence. They send three of them out on foot to go investigate. They find this absolutely giant ship. I'm assuming it's a ship. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it's this weird looking ship and it's kind of cool because everyone's like, oh, I haven't seen anything like this. This is crazy. And there's a being who died in the seat because he was connected to the seat. Yeah, and he's like, but he's a giant as well. Yeah. Um, Big boy. And a big skeleton. Um, And then they investigate more uh, one of the characters. um, You trying to figure out his name? (laughs) Yeah doesn't matter. Kane. Isn't it like yeah, Kane. Kane, yeah. uh who they kind of establish literally in one short scene that he's like the guy who's really excited about this kind of thing. Uh cuz when they're like looking at stuff, Kane is like, "Okay, I've vol- I volunteer to like go yeah. immediately." And the captain's like, "Dallas, the captain is like I figured you would want. I figured." And he's like so excited. He's the one that's like, "Look, there's a hole. We got to go down." It's like He's very clearly very curious <clears throat> about this kind of thing, and I feel like that He's would like be a me. Cat curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, so I feel like that and would be me for sure. I was thinking, I was like, dude, you got to do some sort of other reconnaissance or something. like you, you've you've got to have some sort of probe or something that you're sending in there before you three just walk into this massive alien ship with no knowledge of what it is, and then also when he's just like walking around these eggs and he's just like walking so close to them and he's like oh yeah there's like a mist that's separating them from like the rest of the air and he's like going in it and I'm like dude is... well, he falls in yeah he falls in but then he just he's not even eager to like get out he just start <laughs> keeps walking in there and it's like dude is there are there no protocols for like if you discover an alien species don't infect because it's the whole thing of like, what if they have some sort of like thing that is deadly like to some this parasite alien that attaches to your face? Or, well, oh. I was thinking the other way, like, what if they infect oh. these eggs as humans? Yeah. But then also the other way, what if the alien mm-hmm. is a big scary bad guy? Um, but yeah, he's like investigating this egg. He sees one like gr- like grow out of the egg. It like opens at the top. And then it immediately sucks on his face. We cuff forward. They're like, he's got a face sucker on him. We don't know what to do. The the su- lead scientist, uh, Ash, kind of uh, a little sus. He's being a little. He's being a little susibaka. Sure. Are you allowed to say that? I don't, I don't know. know what that means. Let me look it up so I can see if you have to bleep it. I've never understood that term. To be honest. What does baka mean? A suspicious fool. Okay, there you go. So it's good, it's fine. But uh, who? The twist with him later, I did not see coming in five million years, Um, which I'm glad about because I didn't have it spoiled. Um, (laughs) Basically, I still I had no idea about that plot line Uh, because obviously I knew that he the alien was going to come out of his chest because everyone knows the chest scene. Um, because it's so impressive and so cool. Uh but first quickly I want to talk about the characters. Uh all the characters are great, and they do such a great job of like instantly establishing who each of the characters are. Uh mm. and I don't like I don't dislike any of them, even Ash. I'm kinda like there's something he's got off his own thing with him, going on, but I think know? he's interesting you know yeah um but like a lot of the characters and i really liked also i don't think ripley really gets like an introduction until like 22 minutes into the movie well she's not even she's like a background character for yeah like not the first Basically half until, but maybe the first third of the movie yeah and then in that scene in the hallway with um the fucking names no, it's the two fixing oh, guys. Oh, Parker, guys. Parker and the like other. Oh, Parker or something. Uh, 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 Parker. Maybe I'm just and losing Brent. my damn mind. Parker and Brett. Oh yeah. Well, and then like she's in the hallway with them, and then they like say something along the lines of, "Hey Ripley, what are you doing?" And you're like, "Oh, her name's Ripley." Yeah. It's been twenty minutes. It's kind of crazy that they wait that long to set her up. It's kind of like Fargo. Well because in Fargo, Marge Gunderson same. isn't even in the movie until 30 minutes in. You know Marge Gunderson. She's one of your favorites. So I kind of liked that as well. I know it's I, a good, it's a great thing. Yeah, because I was and I was like, I wish more movies would do this. Cause I don't know what the trailer was like, but the whole time I was thinking, I was like, man, if this movie was just pitched as like there's this space crew and then an alien gets aboard. And it's scary. That would be awesome because then you this come into has the- literally nothing in it. Really? Yeah, I'm clicking through it. It's got some of the scare scenes, but it's well. Also, they don't. They didn't make trailers like they do yeah now, i where know they put the whole movie in them but like but like a ima- honestly that's probably that probably benefited a lot of movies back in the day because you can actually see a oh, movie sure. and be surprised by the things that happen um, i'm gonna send you this trailer she so click through it a little bit get a vibe but like that's the whole thing is like imagine going to see this movie and like not knowing who the main character is here Cause they really, introduced like, what was going to happen. Yeah. Like Parker, the like guy who's like, we got to negotiate, renegotiate our contract <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Like he could have been the main character. Like uh-huh. he could have been the one that survived even if they had the exact same film. But then when he dies, Ripley died instead and he survived, it would, it still would have worked. Cause they kind of also could have seen like Dallas be the main character. Cause you assume the crew or the captain of the ship, which he effectively is. Yeah. is going to be the person that saves the day. Yeah. So, and that's, that's like one of the things that I love as well is like Ripley is the warrant officer, which I don't even really know what that means, but like she's like in she's a crew of seven, command, she's third in command. So it's like she's just one of them, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but she is kind of she is the best one. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Like she's she's very clearly the the smartest. Um, And she's like also. She's like cool and confident, but not in like like, you know, in The Last Jedi. Sorry, I always bring up Star Wars, but Laura Dern as Admiral Vice Admiral Holdo yeah. That's like a character with the same level of confidence and like slight cockiness, but it doesn't work. Where it's just like, I don't like, it's not working for me. I'm just kind of like thinking that you're, I don't really like you. And also like you are a Star Wars fan. So you are uh, sexist and like, <sighs> but then on this side, Ripley is basically the exact same way, but it's you do pulled do like off. female characters because you like Ripley. <laughs> Fucking. You're <laughs> twisting me, man. I'm going to twist you up like a little pretzel. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I like how you're. It's a good movie. Just, She's I just a great you're character. To be like, Adam uses liking Ripley to appear not sexist. I hadn't seen this movie before last night. <laughs> but uh I love it I truly do it's so good and I think like I don't know she's just very very competent like everything that she is like everything a decision she makes is fully logical aside from a couple which then kind of humanize her like her caring so much about bringing the cat (laughs) like Jonesy uh, but like That's one thing. There was another thing where, like, oh, yeah, uh, Lambert was like, we just need to, like, leave in the escape pod. And Ripley was like, no, that's dumb. We need Mm -hmm. to kill this thing. And then they lose, like, two more people. And then she's like, okay, we're going to leave in the escape pod, actually. So it's like, she's not perfect at all. But like, well, it also didn't hold enough people, right? Because then they would have had to leave someone behind. Yeah. So like, it does make sense that after they lose one person because he's an android, they can go on the fucking escape pod. Let's talk about that. So I had no clue that one of the crew members turned out to be a robot. Um, I kind of forgot, and it always gets me. I've seen this movie like and pieces a handful of times well because I was like why is he like sweating milk <laughs> that's like a you thing yeah I'm the only person I know who does that um yeah so you're looking at him and you're like this guy's also like starting to act like a freak and then he's really strong he's really strong I for a minute thought he killed Parker by crushing his heart <laughs> Uh, And I was like, (laughs) "Is this movie old old enough to have a shot of him just kind of squeezing his chest and showing nothing and being like, and that killed him?" Because like that's very Star Trek. But um, I don't know. It just like blew. I was like, "What is going on? Why is he flailing? Why is he moving like that?" And then Parker hits him in the head, and his whole head comes up. And I I I didn't realize he was an alien at first because there's so much liquid, which I guess. Makes sense it's oil but i was like it didn't feel like it was a bunch of wires like in star wars it felt like it was this weird like half machine half because i guess he's an android not a robot um yeah but like he's kind of like a blade runner guy yeah like i know they they aren't quite as like milky and whatever (laughs) but like in the way that he's not like you open him up and he's full of wires and stuff. Like, there's some sort of thing there. It's not like C-3PO with a skin suit. Yeah. You know? Uh, I um, will say this. Um yes you I've will. been trying to come up with a way to make a joke about the Blade Runner line about tears in the rain and milk tears. And I can't find it, but. I wanted to let my maybe if we do know. Blade Runner, you could, you know, write, try and write that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll prepare. Um, what did you think of the effects? Because that's one of the big things in this movie. Obviously, as we said earlier, it won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. I know this isn't your favorite kind of thing, in terms of the fact that a lot of the stuff is gross. Yeah. Um, so what did you think? What did you feel? Because this could also inform how poorly you react to our next movie. Uh, I didn't mind like the gore or anything. It kind of just felt like 80s sci-fi gore. Okay. Where it was just like... I don't know. It's, it It, it felt, didn't like super gross you out or anything? or like Yeah, it felt real, but it didn't feel... It didn't look realistic, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I feel it fits like a in lot movie, of movie, but it's not like what real life would be like. Yeah, if this movie was made now, it would be like let's try and make this as correct to what would actually happen or what it would actually look like as possible, rather mm-hmm. than like all right, let's do this for real and let's make it look real. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a difference there, so it didn't make me squeamish. Cause like honestly, the part that made me the most. Grossed out was when the android was like lying down with his head off, and it, there was like liquid <laughs> everywhere. And he's like covered in like baking powder, yeah, and he's like spitting it frequently out of his mouth, yeah, like that was more gross than like the chest burster scene or, or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the effects are awesome. There was rarely a moment yeah. that I was like, and that's an effect. <laughs> Like, even with the alien stuff, I was like, I kept having to remember that CGI is not at the level that it is now where that could be a CGI character. Yeah, I looked it up, and the person who played the Xenomorph just a guy. was Balaji Badoji. Mm-hmm. I don't, I probably butchered that name. That's absolutely he's just right. Like, I have it in front of me. It's Balaji Badejo. <laughs> oh, Badoji. Anyway. You tried. Um, he's just like a 6'10 Nigerian man that Ridley Scott found. And it was the at only role he played. He found him at a bar? Yeah. He was discovered in a bar by a member of the casting team who put him in touch with Ridley Scott who was like, he's skinny and tall. He could be an alien. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, great. There are some parts of it where you like... There was only guess, one shot of the alien where I was like, and that was a little goofy. There's the jump scare where it's like... Yeah, that's the one like that. where he has his yeah. arms, hands up and it flashes and he goes... Wah! And it's like, okay, yeah. that was a little yeah, bit right. like, oop, and I, that was like boo energy, like saying boo to someone to scare them. Um, I also feel like i don't have a good picture of what the xenomorph like the image of the xenomorph in my mind i feel like is different than what it might actually look like in the movies you know yeah so like when i saw some of the things where he's it seems like it's just kind of a guy Mm -hmm. i was kind of like oh that's kind of messed up but it's probably because that's not what a xenomorph act or like that's what a xenomorph looks like it's not what i think it looks like yeah does that make sense i get what you're saying like you're going yeah. oh that looks like a guy in a suit that clearly isn't correct but like technically I don't that, think that of is xenomorphs is like human yeah right like i don't think they have two arms and two legs but this one does yeah and it might be because he's young i don't know i the guess po- we'll see when we watch aliens yeah <laughs> sure but uh yeah the uh, the alien looks great especially in the final encounter with ripley like coming out of the wall he looks excellent um Hmm. and the way that like he opens his mouth and there's a set of teeth then another set of teeth and then um weird sticky out mouth comes out of that set of teeth it's like what it like it's it's something where i'm like oh that's weird like that's a weird and like the alien teeth are metal, design. metal too what I think the teeth are metal, yeah, yeah, but it's like it's just it's, it's the little details, right well, as Ash says, it's a, a perfect specimen, um yeah, but it's like and that's why I think I should kind of do some body morphing try and get there. I'd say so for sure, start with elongating your forehead and removing your eyes, I'd say. He's moving his skin around. It worked. You look exactly like a xenomorph, (laughs) dude. If if your uvula stuck out and it had a little mouth, but like my uvula is a piece of shit. It's a bad person. That's good. I'm sorry to hear that. Sometimes he says bad things. you just mean your throat? Like, every time you say a bad thing, it's just your u- uvula Sometimes saying Sometimes he it? makes me say bad things. <laughs> Sometimes my uvula makes me say bad things. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, the fuck up, Adam, you fucking skunk? Whoa, was Dude, that you or the down. uvula? Well, did it sound like my voice? Yeah. Um, oh, but the... Al- anyway, the, or... the effects are awesome. They look great, and they're uh, very cool. Um... So, we, we get, they get picked off one by one. They are trying to learn more about this alien. They don't, don't know anything, but they're like, I guess let's try fire. And isn't it Ash who's like, I guess let's try fire. So, he must know that like fire's not really going to do shit. Um, yeah. He says, like, well, animals run away from fire. Dude, I wonder if fire would make the xenomorph like stronger because we don't actually see him get hit with fire at all at any point we also don't really see him like kill people no like it's not gross in that way where it's like it's showing the murders or whatever right it's not like a slasher yeah we just see like close-ups of the big or the little mouth sticking out and like going through their chests i think yeah um just getting in them yeah just getting in them somewhere um, the most graphic scenes—the chest burster and yeah. Ash. And what I think, a- and Ash. Oh like yeah, the yeah, yeah. the android scene. Well, yeah, because those are the only ones that like they stick on. Most of them are like a frame <laughs> or two. Um. But yeah, Ash and Kane I guess, are the only two deaths we actually see. Because Kane uh, the it, it bursts out of his chest. Ash, <laughs> yeah, we see I don't him think you come back death. from that. But like Dallas, he, we kind of just like see the Wah! like <laughs> the boo shot of the alien, then it cuts away, and they're literally like his body's gone. Um, yeah. Uh, who was it? Brett. Brett's the first to die aside from Kane because he goes looking for the cat by himself. Are you guys dumb?
1: Oh, anyway,
0: yeah. and he goes into that chain room where there's chains hanging yeah. and water coming down. Dude, and, it's and I'm like, so what the long. Fuck is that room? I wrote this down in my notes. The scariest <clears throat> parts of the movies are when nothing's happening. Because you know something will or is happening. It just builds so much tension. I yeah. don't know. It's why this movie is so great and highly regarded. Yeah. Because Ridley Scott number one can frame and block and do these long takes of things not really happening and it's interesting and builds tension and it works. Yeah. Whereas like movies that kind of draw on this thing or like lower tier horror movies don't really do that well. Yeah. Um, but like, like get out is a movie where there's like long kind of pauses right and that's why i think it kind of works um yeah in a lot of some slasher movies there's like some long pauses especially the first halloween and it works um i don't know i was just so impressed by like this is literally a movie that they do not make anymore and they don't really like give a lot of people the chance to make but this came out of a time when they were just giving people chances to make interesting things, which I kind of hope we get a resurgence of studios being like audiences are (laughs) kind of like uninterested in everything we're putting out. We got to just like start throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. And like in this time it was because we're, we were kind of in the same period as we are now where like, things aren't as financially successful as you'd think they would be even though like the numbers are still big. Yeah. Like I, the thing I uh, here's a little gripe. These like box office records that get broken so often are like mostly because of inflation. It's yeah. not because more people are seeing the movie. Yeah. Like we're not counting admissions, we're counting ticket prices and an IMAX ticket is $25. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas, like, a like, movie ticket used to be, like, literally $8 back in the day. Yeah. So, I just think that's kind of silly. Uh, Agreed. I hope we get back to some sort of thing like this, because... I think we gotta might take be. Shots. I honestly think the, the writer's strike impact is going to have some sort of a shift like that. I hope. I hope. <laughs> but, like, you also still have these old fucks so that's such a rude way to say it but all these you're right though. fucking guys are old yeah. like and bob Iger's thing when he came in was like why would we make 20 to 30 movies and that could hit when we could make 10 that are like pretty much guaranteed in four quadrants we shouldn't be making like five movies for this kind of person, five for this kind of person, five for this kind of person, five for this kind of person. person. We should make 10 for everybody. Yeah. And that's what everyone does now. And that's why movies are very bland because it's supposed to be for everyone instead of like specific people. Yeah. Whereas like, well, yeah, that's literally the thing that is said about Marvel movies is like, anyone can see these movies and it's like, okay, so that can exist. But also where's my film that like, my mom doesn't want to watch, but my dad does. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, where it's like, or like Bottoms, right? Like Bottoms isn't a movie for everyone. Yeah. Did you watch it with Olivia, by the way? No, she went solo. I alone. know she went to see it. I was watching Alien think? at home. She oh, just she just went she alone. Went. She had a horrible theater experience, though. Apparently, oh, the right, projector the cut, out cut out six times. That sucks. Yeah, and even um, worse, it's not like the movie stopped six times. she said that like most of the time the picture cut out but the audio would keep going which I think is worse Yeah, stop the movie then please I don't want to hear it if I'm not seeing it during John Wick 2 went to see that in D-Box some of the seats weren't working it was during a blizzard blizzard cut the power to the whole theater and then we just missed like a big chunk of it up to like a little bit past the subway scene where they're shooting at each other, and which is like the best part.
1: Wait, and they didn't and
0: rewind I'd... it. No. Oh, because they're on a we tight just got a free schedule. Voucher. Yeah, that's so dumb. What are you gonna do? Also, like, who's gonna rewind it? Like, they, the, these shits, these things are just set up to go. Like, whatever. <sighs> I guess there's so. no projectionists anymore. There, well, the thing is, Olivia saw hers at like a. Uh, oh, Princess Cinema. So yeah. they have someone at least like It's like a local theater. In it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the movie The Creator by Gareth Edwards, I'm excited to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Alien, dude, I don't know. I also feel like this movie is perfectly paced and it takes a lot of those slow moments, but they don't feel so. And they do so many like long, slow like sweeping shots through the ship like even when there's nobody in the shots at all Um, and I don't know it just like sets a mood and sets a tone where it's like I don't know I this movie I honestly don't know how how much more there is to even say about this movie I barely wrote any notes because I felt like I was just like absorbing it and there's not a lot to like say other than how cool it is a thing that i liked about this movie is that um there's no like thing at the end where there's some huge fight i guess yeah like it's not like she's fighting him on the big like the xenomorph on the big ship and like Using a bunch of different things to try and kill it, or like causing explosions. Well, yeah. There's in my really notes, I initially wrote something about the final fight, and then changed it to final encounter. Uh huh. Because it's like because it's not like a fight. Yeah, but I instinctively assumed that's what it was, but then I was like, well, no, it's it's that it's more than that. I feel, but it's also less. And like, um. I think the idea of moving it from the big ship that's so, like, cavernous, and also the scene of her, like, setting up the self-destruct thing is incredible. Setting up the self-destruct and then going and then seeing the alien and being like, fuck, I got to turn this thing off, turning around, trying to turn it off, successfully turning it off, but not in time. So it's still going to self-destruct, but now she has less time to get off. So then she goes back. It's like, that's way more interesting than if, like... She, I thought she was going to successfully turn it off and then just start it again. <laughs> like. But, the, yeah. but instead it was much more tense and I, I thought it was really great. But like the idea of having her move to a smaller location where and have like a tense. moment of peace and victory and yeah. then do it again. And yeah. also the alien not like fully, I guess, know she was there. Right? Because she's, like, right up against it. But it's just kind of hiding in that little area. Well, even when, like, it sticks its hand out and then she <laughs> screams and, like, is aware that it's there, it it kind of just hangs out there and doesn't move yeah. until she blasts it with, like, steam. So I think it must yeah. have just, like, crawled in there and started sleeping or something. <laughs> um, One thing I didn't love was... How low her underwear were! It was kind of. I mean, creepy, I I, I just honest. didn't love that they ha- felt like, all right, we've had a female lead for this whole movie and it's been great. Let's get her naked. We've got to have at least one scene where she's taking her clothes off. Um, but like she's I, got like some butt crack, some plumber's crack. What's going on there? It it did Rhythm's feel like freak, it wasn't huh? only. Let's make this character take her clothes off at the end but like and let's make her undergarments as small as possible like she has like i guess a somewhat like crop top shirt on but it's like it still feels like they were like now let's remind our our audience that she's sexy she's not just like a tomboy character or some like freak shit like you know what i mean I know what you mean. It just feels weird just that like, they felt like they had to add that in. I, I understand know. for like her having to get change to go into cryotherapy into something else or like not have a bunch of layers to go for cryotherapy to work. Like I kind of understand that. Yeah. But it's just the costuming I didn't love and like I just find it strange um, oh, yeah, because I guess also in the first, er, like the early shot where they woke up from cryo sleep, I noticed Sigourney Weaver. She's not in like one of the front, like full frame pods, mm-hmm. but like she's in one of the background ones. And she's literally just naked in there, but they have a one centimeter white strip going like around her chest to cover her nipples. <laughs> and it's just like just have her in that scene just have her wear like regular underwear in the final scene maybe just like give her some bigger underwear it's so yeah, small it's strange i don't know it's just and it, it just looks uncomfortable too well it also feels a bit out of place it's kind of similar to in gravity when like they do this big insane intro sequence where like She's, like, doing, sp- like, she's flinging around in space. George Clooney. Yeah, it's, like, that big one Well, yeah, it's, like, this huge epic sequence. And then the second that she gets in a ship alone, she's, like, and I'm stripping down to my underwear. And it's, like, why? You don't need to. Have her be wearing, like, shorts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You're silly. It's just, that's just, like, that's a weird not thing. Women don't do that. I mean, they did it in Women Star Wars, too, you know? They do it in every Marvel movie with the dudes. True. Get those fuckers naked. Anyway, it just felt a little bit weird. At first, I was like, I mean, I guess it makes sense for the scene. But then I was like, it also just feels like unnecessary choices were made in regards to it. I don't know. Just a little weird. Um, but I, did May think I think ask that the you some fu- questions? Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry I have a sorry, couple. Sorry, 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 I did sorry, think sorry, the sorry, final sorry, sorry, encounter sorry, sorry. was, like, really awesome. Because it feels like it's like this... Perfect build to a climax, and then it's like ah, but they don't show you the alien dying or where the alien is at all. In fact, that's true. In fact, they fully show a shot of her turning the corner where the alien was before, and the alien's not not there, and instead she sees the escape pod. So it's like it's kind of without even implying it kind of implying it (laughs) that the alien is still aliens on the pod yeah because it almost feels like too relaxed it feels too too peaceful yeah and it's like okay but i like that they do that and then the final is like because i didn't expect her plan either I was like, she doesn't have a flamethrower. What is she going to do? And she grabs that thing, and I'm like, what is that, a little harpoon? What's that going to do? She was strapping herself to the chair, and I'm like, why are you strapping yourself to the chair? That's going to make it easier for it to eat you. You know what I mean? Uh, so I Not just, bad. like, the whole final, gets- I was like, why is she doing this? What is her plan? And then she blasts him out of the airlock, and it's and it <laughs> shoots it with the engines, which is pretty awesome. Um But, like, I don't know. I just really love that they kind of tease you with an ending and then do a little... And, actually, there you go. That's the ending. Um, Uh, Unbreakable. I thought it was good. May I ask you some questions? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, actually, sorry. Last one. Fuck my life. The scene where Ripley is talking to Parker and Brett, and he, like, he's talking to her. The scene before... Ripley's like, all right, I'm coming down. And they're like, what? I don't want to talk to her. And then she comes down and there's this like really loud, like steam vent blowing. And like they can barely hear each other. And Ripley's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm leaving. Bye. And then she leaves and Parker just turns off the vent and he's like, all right. <laughs> so like very clearly just trying to drown her out. Um, but in that scene, I don't know if this happened for your watch but i even rewinded a bunch of times to make sure it wasn't just disney plus being weird one of ripley's lines is like not synced up and like very clearly chopped together with like multiple line reads It's like her first line yeah it's bad yeah and like it's not like they tried to like like they could have just had her re-record a line and just had the shot beyond the other characters for that part And then, yeah, like have her start saying it with the shot on her and turn it towards the other guy. Yeah, but they had a full on her pretty well lit shot of her being like (laughs) completely out of sync and chopped up. Uh, Anyway, that was the last thing I want to say. Just that I noticed that. I'm not going to ask you if I can ask questions now because you're going to fuck me again. What do you think about the xenomorph in the legacy of Hollywood monsters? Now, let me give you a little context here. We have the likes of Dracula. What's the big guy? Frankenstein. We got King Kong. We got Godzilla. We also got, you know, like the slashers. We got Michael Myers. We've got the Freddy Krueger. We've got those people. And there's other monsters as well, obviously. But do you like the Xenomorph as a villain character? Yes. Um... I feel like the alien is like the fact that there's nothing known about it other than it's like undefeatable basically Mm -hmm. kind of makes it like uh, a formidable not a formidable foe but like makes it scary immediately. Um. Mm. Whereas like, I feel like a lot of the others uh, that you listed, they kind of have to like,
1: like, I feel like King Kong, Godzilla,
0: (coughs) like, even some of the slasher guys, maybe in some instances, like, there is a little bit of like, a, a sympathy thread that you're supposed to feel, especially with like King Kong and a little bit with Godzilla, but like where it's like you're supposed to like and kind of root for these guys a little bit, yeah. That and is, there's not also a part here. Of it where like <laughs> they've got to show you the reason why they're so scary, yeah. Like they've got to prove it to you. Where I don't feel like this necessarily needs to be proved to you, number one, because the effect is so gross, especially the face hugger, yeah. And then number two, it's just like, oh yeah, it's like the scariest fucking thing ever. Yeah, an alien from space that can't be killed by anything, and and is like hunting you, and is quiet, and is like intelligent. Yeah, it's like literally like the perfect monster from your dreams, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm the perfect monster from your dreams. Yes, that's true. Sorry, I should like I should have yeah. clarified. Um, Yeah, I just want the people to know. Yeah, but what makes it even scarier, which kind of works in the alien's favor, is that like, it's after they leave and are just in space. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, regardless of where you are, and this thing is around you and wanting to kill you, that's a bad situation. (laughs) But something about them being just out in space is like, and there's nowhere to go. At least even if it was on the planet with even more aliens, it would be like, well, you can run in that direction for a bit. Mm -hmm. In space, it's like, all right, we're here and we're stuck with it. And that makes it even worse. And the fact that it's using the air vents, it can get anywhere. Yeah. An air. Anagram for. Aryan. Not what an anagram is. Would you save that fucking cat? If it was like easy to, but I wouldn't go out of my way. I feel like she was really trying to get it. Yeah. You know? It felt, well, here's the thing. It felt like she went and looked for it, but then she like grabbed something and I was like, oh, maybe like she was just going and getting this thing and then was getting the cat along the way. But then I realized hmm. the thing she was grabbing was the cat cage yeah so she like I think... she was like guys this is the plan we are meeting here in seven minutes and then goes might take a little detour to go get jonesy though i think this is like and this might be wrong the movie that like inspired the save the cat thing do you know about that thing no the screen there's this famous screenwriting book called save the cat And, like, one of the things it says is to build sympathy with your character, you have to have it save the cat, which is, like, do something good. Mm. Um, And I feel like it was a little unnecessary. Not that that was the purpose in this movie, because I think that's kind of a bit of a weird misreading. But, like, I don't think she needed to save the cat for us to like her anymore. No, I already liked her. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's just like us looking back at a movie, knowing sort of a context of it, and Sigourney Weaver as the mother of the Navi or whatever. (laughs) um, Immaculately conceived. (laughs) Um, But like, I don't know. It felt a little bit like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, everyone's fucking dead and you're going to. Well, that's the thing. If it was like. Because. Her going and getting the cat felt like, okay, what are you doing? But then when she, like, goes the second time and she had left the cat there, because she leaves the cat after she sees the alien. Mm. And the alien kind of, like, looks at the cat and I'm like, that cat's dead. But then she gets back there and the cat's still there. So she's just like, oh, awesome. Like, in that instance, I'm like, yeah, grab the cat. Like, you're about to get on the escape pod. The cat's right there. Obviously grab the cat. But as far as like going way out of the way, it's like everyone uh, else on the ship is dead. Mm-hmm. You don't, and also like it felt like the first illogical thing she was doing. Yeah, because aside a lot of the, from like her maybe, and stuff are pretty logical. Yeah, aside from maybe the being like or no, because you said as you said uh, there weren't enough spots on the escape pod during the yeah. first conversation. You want to go on a mission to Mars? Yeah. No. <laughs> I want to go in space. Uh, but if they what go... What space? What? What space? All of it. Preferably uh, a planet with aliens on it. But, like, not this kind. Preferably. Yeah, me too. I'd like to go into space, and I'd like to be... How you say the Christopher Columbus of intergalactic travel. That would be awesome. I'd love that. Infecting people left, right, and center. Uh, What are your thoughts on aliens? I think I asked you this in the Close Encounters Yeah, I love aliens, episode. man, and it's only been growing recently. Yeah, with this news, these Mexican people, they have those aliens, right? You seen those guys? I've heard about it but I saw the pictures and it looked like a paper mache. Yeah. It looked pretty fucking fake. Here's the thing though. Who knows? Maybe they are telling the truth and that is an alien, but like, yeah, uh, I don't really, I'm not putting much. Stock I follow in some alien subreddits <laughs> and it's pretty fun, but it's mostly just people being like, what the fuck's this thing in the sky? Yeah. And then it's usually, um, you look at the comments and it's usually someone being like, oh, that's like a weird, like, like environmental anomaly or something <laughs> yeah um, but dude I love aliens space I've been thinking about space dude yeah this morning I went to work I work on a construction site right now as a painter um, but we are you I getting got, to touch the paint I've uh, in six weeks of work I've painted two days the rest Let's has been go. all uh grunt work as people have been calling it but uh, filling nail holes with glazing and caulking baseboards and sanding door frames it's not that bad i'm just like sore tired and bored um but i'm also able to live in my apartment um (laughs) and eat sometimes uh most of the time i'm fine not tonight (laughs) not tonight though tonight's an off night (laughs) no i'm joking but um what was I say? Oh yeah, at the construction site this morning. Like it was somewhat light out, but like the sun hadn't really risen that much yet. But the the moon was glowing like a bright white, and I could see it really clearly. You know how when you can look at it and you can mm-hmm. see like the craters and like shapes and everything really clearly. It was like that. I was just staring at the moon, man. It. W- and I was just like, man, that what I'm looking at is like. Far away. And it's pretty big. Uh, And it's just like. It's out there. In the middle of nothing. And Mm. also so are we. And I just like have been having thoughts like that. More and more now. Where I kind of just like. The idea of space. And there potentially being life out there. And like the potential of there being life. That has interacted with other life out there. But not interacted with us. Like all of that kind of stuff is. Uh it amazes me to say the least. That's kind of what a the new Pixar movie coming out is about. Wish? No. There's another one. I forget what it's called. Um, but it's uh-huh. about a kid who is accidentally beamed aboard an intergalactic uh spaceship and is thought to be the leader of Earth and is representing Earth, but it was like an accident. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um But like that kind of concept is really cool because they're literally like we have an, a like a network of galaxies that has been established for millions and millions and millions of years and we're just <laughs> contacting you now. And uh, like that kind of a thing happening in real life uh I think about it a lot. Is it Elio? Yes. Oh, interesting. It's got America Ferreira in it. Have you heard about this? uh, How often do you think about the Roman Empire thing? Yeah, I think it's kind of stupid. I heard some people talking about it at work, and I was like, number one, they're taking it the wrong way. And number two, yeah. Well, I also think the same. I think it's a little silly. And like, I think it it was a little (laughs) bit true at the beginning of the trend, but I think it has turned into like not that. Um, I think it's turned into dudes saying that they think about the Roman Empire all the time because yeah. um, Roman people lived before us and everything that we have, Roman people have m- may have had some influence on. Yeah. So like I think it's like, stupid, okay, but the at the same out. time, I think thinking about uh, an intergalactic society of aliens uh, is my Roman Empire. I think about yeah. that literally. I do th- genuinely think about that every day. I think about, what do I think about every day? Piss and cum? Yeah, well, that happens every day, whether I like it or not. (laughs) I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Uh, Were you scared during the movie? Yeah, a little bit. Is Olivia giving you the light? Is she giving you the light right now? What does that mean? Saying we got to wrap up? Yeah, a, a little bit, but she was asking okay. me something else. But um, uh, two, th- two more questions than Adam driving. She, she's and not done. saying that we need to wrap it up. I really want to get groceries tonight, and she's just letting me know that we got to go soon. So I get distracted by talking to my were best friend. Were you scared? Friend. Uh yeah, I got scared a couple times. I wasn't like I didn't get jump scared very much, um, mm-hmm. which I thought I was going to more. But I got scared, especially during the like Brett looking for Jonesy scene because it was just so long, and I was like, mm. and. Cause I knew that the alien was on the ship with Ripley at the very end. Uh, cause I knew that was kind of how it ended. I didn't know like how it ended ended, but like I knew that it ended with her alone on the sh- ship, blah, blah, blah. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought it happened differently. But that whole time I was very tense and very scared cause I didn't know what was going to happen. What was the movie that we were watching and it was, we were kind of like, I get it's funny, but I didn't find it funny. Be Oh, holy grail. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like that with this, where it's like, it's scary. There's a lot of tension that's built. And I could understand how this could be scary back in the day and under the right circumstances. Like, if you're seeing this in a theater in 79, you're going to fucking piss yourself. Oh, dude, if I saw this in the theater now for the first time, instead of on my TV, I would have been pissing myself, probably. So, like... It it's a scary movie, but obviously we're watching it at home, and it's like not that scary. Well, yeah, right? and because we like, I feel like are more informed now on what this is, so it's like and like the it's not a whole mystery. political and economic, economic state of the world as well. Yeah. Uh, do you want to watch more Alien movies after watching this? Are you interested in the rest of the franchise? A little bit, yeah. Just I cause think like Aliens is definitely a good watch. Well, a part Maybe of me alien is like, I hear then... Aliens is better than Alien. I've heard that before. So, like, a part of me is mm-hmm. like, I want to watch Aliens. But then another part of me is like, would watching Aliens take away from how special Alien is? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I, believe I also you. would recommend Prometheus and Covenant. Okay. Um, yeah. Adam Driver... <laughs> Why oh, I haven't even really car? thought about this. So our options here are Dallas, Kane, Ripley, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and uh, <laughs> the alien, I guess. Interesting. He could be a good alien. He could be a good alien. Um, honestly, I'm going to go Dallas. The, I, that's the what captain. I was thinking, too. I, feel like I think he kind of slots in there pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... It's a role you could bring a little something to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we didn't really talk about this cast very much. Yeah, let's get, but let's but do like a Tom brief Skerritt brief thoughts on each character. Um, uh, Tom Scared is Dallas. Thoughts? He's pretty good. Yeah, like he's he doesn't. The thing with a lot of the characters in this movie is like they don't really have much more than like what they are. If that makes sense. yeah, actually that's true. Then let's just go aside. Aside from Ripley, who's your favorite of the crew? Um, I think I like Ash. Yeah. Just in general. Like, I think the performance is very good. Mm-hmm. And I think that character is played in a way... Like, that character could have been fucking bad and, like, pretty obvious. But I think he plays it pretty well. Um. Yeah. What do you think? Who, who's your favorite favorite uh, I think aside from Ripley it's got to be Parker I just think yeah. that he's like a lot of fun I, my favorite thing that he does in the movie is when someone like makes a point to tell Parker specifically no heroics and then like mm-hmm. a couple pe- more people die no one's really telling them what to do anymore because everyone's just trying to survive he's like jumping around corners with his gun and like being all like action movie and I'm like <laughs> I I don't know. It just made me like, that would be me. Uh, that would be you jumping around corners. Yeah, um, yeah you're a jumper. But yeah, good cast. <laughs> and then uh, where do we rank this son of a? All right. I'd like you to start it off here. Okay, okay. I'm just going gut feeling. Gut gut me. <laughs> He's giving me his guts. Can I give you a range rather than a specific spot? I need you to give me a specific spot or I'm going to shoot myself in the head. Okay. Is that dramatic? Honestly. My immediate gut reaction was at eight. Adam Driver, I don't like the middle part. Eight. But I was thinking, is it what? As in like too high or too low? too low. Well, I was also that's the thing, I was also thinking higher. Oh, okay. It's just like it's tough to put some of these movies that I love lower, but honestly, I might put it at 4. I was thinking that as well. Really? I saw Big Lebowski there and I was like that's probably the spot for us cuz obviously like I'm putting it in there then. Yeah, that's cool. So below um, Booksmart, above the Big Lebowski at 4. Yeah. Perfect. Um I was thinking like could this For a little bit. I was like, could this take the top spot? I looked at the list. It's not better than Spirited Away. No. Or Waves. Or Booksmart. And I think both of us like Booksmart more. Yeah. Like, I feel like Alien is probably a better made movie. Sure. Like, just in terms of craft. They're very different. They're, like, literally on complete opposite currencies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the great thing about this list. You look at Alien and, like there's so much that went into it there's such a deep world that was built yeah it's hard to be like this indie movie where it's like kind of in like houses and like cars and stuff is like better made and i'm doing quotes around that um but i think both of us just like book smart more so i understand why it's below for us yeah and honestly like it's also <laughs> It's also above the Big Lebowski, Step Brothers, Black Klansman, Philosopher's Stone, like, and yeah. all like. Great films, all um, of them. You know, up and from Big Lebowski to Black Klansman, those are knockouts. And then you know, Game Night down to like, John West Wick, West Side Story, Fast Five, John oh. Wick is just incredible as well. Um, Honestly, th- I, we've talked about this before. One through. <clears throat> 28 are like good movies. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd, I'd and then it's that. like some ones that are all right, some ones that are decent and then some stink. But like most of our mo- our list is good movies. Yeah. So Alien at 4. Congratulations Alien wasn't truly wasn't expecting it to go that high. Figured it would go uh top half of the list for sure. Um but at number 4 pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so that was. Any last words? <sighs> what, what, what? 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 Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Screen Share, a movie podcast about. <coughs> Next episode will be. Uh, the thing. Yeah, John Carpenter. And the thing about that is.